What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts for today, Simon Voyanos, a.k.a. Coach V. And I'm your other co-host for today, Cody Stoffer. And this is episode 231, recorded on February 4th, 2023. A couple days removed from signing day, but the show must go on. We are finishing up our top five seniors uh series here in colorado uh we've done all of them except for interior defensive tackle and quarterback and so this is the second to last episode but in case you haven't listened to the other ones go ahead and check those out those are on well everywhere you can listen to podcasts plus it's on youtube and a nice little playlist as well if you want to see that but on this episode we have defensive tackle slash interior defensive lineman basically to make this list or be in consideration. You got to play on the inside. Uh, the majority of the time, I would say, and you know, there are a lot of guys here. I'm pretty sure most of them, except for maybe one that were kicked outside or played a little bit of edge, depending on the scheme. But like I said, it really just depends on, you know, um, how much they are used inside. And so that's kind of how we did that evaluation here. And also as well, you know, if we feel like they're going to play on the inside on the next level, I believe everyone on this list has already committed and signed to their colleges. So there you go there. But let me go ahead and walk through um kind of run down the process that we have here with not only this list but all of our top fives and so to start myself and cody are the graders we grade individually we look at their highlight reels uh in-game films so a lot of these guys we've got to watch in person so there is that and then you know we also watch full games that are available on nfhs and anywhere else you could watch full games so we really do our research there and we grade these guys and how we grade them is that we have 10 categories we give them a grade 1 through 10 here um basically how this goes if you get a grade 6 to 7 that's about average to slightly above average here a grade between 8 to 9 is kind of that 3 star 4 star range you know that's kind of what makes them a next level player if we give them a grade between 8 and 9 for that skill we feel like that skill is on par with the 3 star or 4 star talent that does those things similarly and then 9 to 10 is 4 star to 5 star talent that's a very elite level you know that makes them one of the best in the entire country so there you go there those are um that's our grading scale and then with our categories we have 10 like i said and those are power slash strength play recognition agility run stopping um speed rush power rush hands slash extension we'll talk more about that later here uh tackling hit power and frame and then basically we go ahead and add up all those grades for our overall grade here and so that's how myself and cody grade these players by doing that individually then we talk about it we make the adjustments we need to we watch film we need to and further adjust our grades and then finally we add up our grades and divide them average it out and that average grade is the pmc grade and that's how we rank these players so the higher the grade the higher you are ranked so 
there you go there that is basically how we do all of our top fives but especially for this one um cody is there anything i'm missing here with the process well i just want to say i'm excited to be on the episode this year because i was not on the episode last year isn't that right coach v yes you were not um I thought I think there was an episode I wasn't on too. I'm pretty sure that was, it was Edge, Edge Rusher. Rushers. Yeah, but it it works out. You know, we both know ball, and so uh, it should be a good one. There's a lot of talented players here. The majority of uh, this top five is actually D1. We're committed to a D1, which is really interesting. I don't think we've had that before for this position. So really excited to talk about it. Oh. And before I forget, if you make our top five list, consider it an automatic invitation to interview with us. We'll talk about the breakdown, uh, your life, uh, the season you had, how you're looking forward to college, all that great stuff. We'll also be reaching out to players as well to interview with them. But if you make this top five, consider it an automatic automatic invitation to interview with us right here on the show on your own episode so boom there you go putting it at the beginning of the uh episode this time here you know what uh, cody is there you know what's go messed ahead. up is literally right before we started recording i was setting up an interview time and i still didn't remember to bring that up just now when you asked if i had anything else so we're, we're doing the best that we can here on this saturday evening we always do. We always do. But uh, is there anything else you want to add on here before you hop into our fifth best defensive tackle in this class of 2023? I think I'm just going to jump into it here and uh, just get excited for our individual grades as well as our composite PMC scores. And this very first guy here, Roll Tribe, as they say here, talking about an Arapaho defensive lineman here in matt green he was an offensive tackle as well as kind of a 3-4 d end and with his size and frame he is somebody that can dominate on the interior here and that frame is at six foot five 270 pounds i wouldn't be surprised if he honestly weighed a little bit more um just because he is a hulking frame of a football player he's the tallest person on this list and he uses that to his advantage so going through his grades we got at the top here a power shaft strength rating of 8.9 play recognition of 6.9 agility of 8.7 run stopping of 8 speed rush of 8.4 power rush of 8.6 hands slash extension at 7.9 tackling at a 7.3 Hit power at an 8.8 eight, and frame at an 8.7. So excluding the frame that I've already talked about and alluded to, some of the other things that he does really, really well, in my opinion, is I think that he really drops the hammer. Now, this point did come down a little bit during our discussion here prior to the episode, but I do think that when he does get a clear shot at somebody, or even if he doesn't, if he has to carry another player into somebody, he is able to deliver some devastating blows, whether that's destroying quarterbacks with pressures hurries or sacks you know and chasing after them or if that's carrying a lineman into a running back and then smashing them both into the ground like a mallet i think that he's very very powerful and he exudes that in a very strong way here you know obviously his power slash strength is his highest rating here at an 8.9 i actually have him as the strongest guy on this list 
and I think that he really does just wield himself like a behemoth on the field. You know, there's one play in particular where he's getting doubled in pass pro and he pushes both of, he pushes both the blockers, dang, this is so disrespectful to be laughing, but he pushes both the blockers right into the quarterback's lap and, you know, just uh, demolishes three players all at once, which I think mainly comes from power shot strength. Granted, you know, I still have his power rush rated at 8.6. I think that when he really puts his head down and gets that bull rush going, there is not a lot of people that have stopped him this year. I saw him even executed a couple times on film against the likes of Grandview, who we've talked about on this show as having a very solid, you know, front five kind of line this year. And, you know, for him to do that against that competition is impressive. And then speed rush wise and agility wise, I want to talk about those things a little bit. Agility wise, I have his agility rated at 8.7. He moves incredibly well. I think that he's very fast for his size and frame. You know, there's plays where he'll, you know, the, the play is going somewhere else and uh, he catches up to it from behind and makes open field tackles. And I'm just very surprised by that. I think that his footwork is pretty solid. And I think part of that is from being, I think, a pretty solid tackle in his own right as well. And so, you know, he's not really ever crossing his feet to get where he needs to go. He takes good strides. He turns his hips. And I think that he's just a pretty smooth athlete all in all. But, you know, obviously, I didn't give everything glowing remarks here for his, you know, play recognition. That is his lowest grade out of 6.9. And a huge reason is there's this play action against Heritage High School, which, by the way, congrats on the Warriors getting that milk jug. You know what it is. Little sister school out there in Littleton. But... You know, with the, there's a play action that the Eagles run and he literally chases this play action to the wrong side of the field for more than a second, which is, you know, if you bite a little bit, that's one thing, but he's running down this running back that does not have a ball, turns all the way around and notices that the play is going the other way and then starts to chase after the play. But by that point, you know, somebody should already be open. And, you know, that is, that is scary. And there's times where, you know, he's just going upfield so hard that he could, I could definitely see him running past a play like a screen play or a draw play where, you know, he's just screaming upfield and doesn't really notice what's going on around him. And then the defense exploits that, whether it's a tailback screen or like, you know, a wide receiver mid screen. I think that that would be a way to just completely remove Matt Green from the play. And then tackling wise, I actually have him graded as the lowest tackler here. Look, it's at a 7.3. There are times when he wraps up, but I think consistency is a huge issue. He relies way too much on the strength of his hands to just get a jersey and try and fling someone around. And on the next level, bro, the running backs are not going to go down like that um, if you're just grabbing them by their jersey. So I think that, you know, those are two things that really, really need to be worked on. I think that his hands could also use some work, but you know, overall he's, he's an inconsistent tackler, but he's a very violent force of nature and he could drop the hammer and ruin someone's night. You know, he's quick enough off the line to beat guards significantly with a nice rip or swipe move to get in the backfield. And you know, that's without his hands even being the fastest. So I think that if he speeds up his hands, then, you know, the amount of people that could legitimately block him in a variety of ways slims down pretty significantly. And then, you know, in goal line situations, I have his run stopping graded at an eight. I think that he's very, very handy. And, you know, in that Thunder Ridge game, they did in the playoffs, he did make some help, make some stops in, you know, that goal line situation that the Grizzlies really feel confident in. 
And, you know, he was able to step up and he did the same thing against Cherokee Trail and Grandview and other proven, very solid red zone teams. Maybe not three downs in a row, but, you know, he's definitely doing his part, eating up space, eating up lanes. And, um, you know, I'm very excited to see what he does with those skills on the next level. But Coach V, you know, my grade here at 82-2. Let's go ahead and hear your grades here and what they add up to. Yeah, no, for sure. I definitely agree with some of what you say uh, here. But as always, we do have some differences. But let me just go ahead and go down the line here and just say every grade for all the categories. So gave him an 8.4 for power and strength, 8.2 for play rec, uh, 8.3 for agility, as well as run stopping. Also gave him an 8.3 there. Then gave him a 7.4 for speed rush. 8 for power rush, 8.1 for hands extension, 8.2 for tackling, frame, or sorry, hit power was a 7, and then frame was an 8.5. That's one of the highest grades here on this list. I feel like I kind of graded frame tough for everyone, but there you go there. Gave him an 8.5 for an overall grade of 80.4 for the Arapaho defensive tackle. I am also going to throw out there, this was another kid that we considered for offensive line, uh, but I was definitely more blown away by his defensive film than any than anything. And I think on the next level, he's going to be a good prospect for his team, which we'll talk about later. But let's talk about his highest grades here. A lot of these are actually clumped really close together. His highest grade was 8.5 for frame. And then right behind that was 8.4 for power and strength, 8.3 for agility, 8.3 for run stopping. Uh, look this is a defensive tackle that i feel like usually plays the gaps really well uh fills his spots really well i mean he's a big dude with a big frame so he has a lot of ground that he covers naturally honestly and i think he knows that and he uses that to his advantage does a pretty good job redirecting the run if he's not making the play himself and that's what i really love i mean when you're a taller dude uh, you gotta take up space, and there are plenty of tall guys that don't play big enough here, and Matt Green here definitely does. He's the opposite of not playing big enough, and so really like seeing that. I mean, he plays the run well, like I said, does a good job controlling gaps, you know, forcing running backs to make more than one read basically here uh which is the difference between a long run and a tackle for loss honestly and so love seeing that really utilizes his size while knows when he could dominate some guys you know off the ball uh straight up and just be able to beat them with brute force and then knows when you know hey you know i don't need to necessarily beat this double team here i just have to close off this gap you know, move some guys and close off this gap or that gap. And so really loved seeing that. Now, something, uh, well, let's talk about his lowest grades here. Uh, so his lowest grades was a 7.4 for speed rush and a 7 here for hit power. I didn't quite always saw it with the hit power. Honestly, I just felt like, you know, the, some of the, 
guys he was tackling were just uh, naturally smaller. Would have loved to see him hit some of the bigger players. So not super high on that. That's not necessarily the biggest deal. It's not going to be the reason he gets benched on the next level or is not able to crack the rotation on the next level, to be honest with you. It's just something I'd like to see more. You know, would love to see him continue to put on weight, get stronger, get more explosive. But I do want to talk about his speed rush a little bit here. Uh, his hands is not bad. Hands extension, I gave him an 8.1. But I would like to see him, you know, get a little bit quicker. And on top of that, would also like to see him kind of develop a little bit more of a bag here. You know, countering uh, these offensive linemen that are trying to get their hands on him and get leverage and all that great stuff. I feel like there are times where he just, I mean, he wants to just overpower somebody. And when he can't do that, he just takes a really long time to maneuver around and, you know, be a little bit more finesse here. And honestly, if you're going to be somebody that's going to be able to overpower offensive linemen or that wants to overpower offensive linemen and whatnot, that is your style as a defensive tackle, then you got to be strong enough to consistently do that. I don't think he is quite there yet. I mean, I gave him an 8.4 for power and strength. That's like a low three-star typo rating here, but I think he could get a lot stronger. I mean, he has the frame here at 6'5", and so I want to see him really grow into this frame a little bit more. You see a lot of defensive tackles that are you know a little bit taller they weigh much more than 270 and if they don't then they're usually quicker and Matt Green is not exactly quicker or quick enough to do that and so uh, we'd just like to see him continue to put on weight get stronger and then really develop that bag here of some speed rushing finesse moves um just because you know you're not always going to be able to overpower somebody and so when you can't do that you got to be able to counter that and i just didn't see a lot of that and plus it kind of lets players get their hands on him um more than i would like for somebody who is a little bit taller you know but like i said most of the time uh he uses his hands really well and uses his frame and wingspan ring really well getting you know separation so that is going for him but I kind of put that under frame uh, partially. So there you go. But altogether, I think Matthew Green is a very interesting defensive tackle. He's somebody that could definitely play on the D1 level, could get developed. You love the frame here. Uh, you love what he can do. I think altogether, he's a solid player. You know, he plays the gaps really well, knows his strengths, knows his weaknesses, is very aware of that, and, you know, puts those aside. Put those aside and still makes the right football play you know so uh that's what you like to see but definitely somebody that you would really like to continue see get faster stronger the iq play uh, i mean that's definitely something that could be a little bit of a concern here like cody mentioned i had it at an 8.2 you know everyone has a bad play here and there but you know it's definitely the lowest out of everyone on this top five list, uh, his play recognition, uh, just throwing that out there. And so it could be improved. I mean, that's film work, right? That's not getting fooled. That's not, you know, being overly aggressive, trying to compensate for the lack of strength or speed and whatnot. I mean, it's being with playing within yourself and knowing, hey, you know, this is what the play is about to be here more so than not. And even doing that, you know, to a higher level, which I still think he can accomplish uh, playing uh, with a higher, you know, play recognition and whatnot, uh, which would be, you know, a higher level. So 
there you go. But overall, like I said, my grade for him was an 80.4 here. Cody, what do you think about my evaluation before we talk about, you know, uh, where he's going to go and play on the next level? I I definitely see every single point that you make, obviously. And um, yeah, no, I definitely think that he could develop more of a bag and that, you know, he did have an advantage just being built the way that he was. And, you know, I think that that there is still some things to iron out. I do think that he's a very raw prospect, but I love the idea of his ceiling and how high that could possibly go. And, you know, UNLV thought the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. So he is committed and signed to the University of Nevada in Las Vegas. Uh, I think this is a good fit. You know, it's not the FCS level. It's group of five. I am pretty sure here, and I think that is pretty appropriate for where he's at right now. I mean, he has the size and frame to definitely play there, and I think he does enough well. He's a good overall prospect where, you know, he would be a very interesting, you know, type of player to bring in and develop and see how high his ceiling goes. Because you know his floor, you know, he's still a pretty solid player. You know, you could put him out there, he's a big body, and he'll you know do okay but i think the bigger question will be his ceiling and how good he could really be right cody no absolutely i mean all these recruits have something to work on but i mean no unlv wasn't the only one that was like hey there's definitely something to work with here you know because he did have an offer to unco and you know he had a pwo as well to cu and you know i think that but, you know, the range of his of his potential is reflected in that he also got an offer from, you know, like Black Hill State that it looked like he was somewhat considering as well. So it's like, you know, his floor, you know, if he continues to be a little sloppy or careless on some things and doesn't iron him out, he, you know, might not even be a starter. Or on the high end, if he, you know, studies the film, if he gets stronger, fills out and develops... I mean, he doesn't have to have like a super deep bag, but if he develops a few different moves that he could use and alternate between power and speed and just be, you know, like a threat from both those angles, this is a potential, I think, all conference uh, D end on the or defensive tackle on the high end of things. So. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I would say, though, about his floor, I mean, just because you're not the starter doesn't mean you know, you can't still contribute to the team. I think you could still be a rotational guy eventually because of some of the things he really does well and his frame, uh, which is still good. You know, it's still probably good enough to fend off getting replaced by a high schooler here in the coming years. But, you know, I, I would probably argue that his ceiling might be, I mean, you know, we don't know. And I think that's definitely a little bit more questionable than his floor. I think his floor, he it's one of the higher floors out there. He's somebody that could definitely be a rotational guy at the very at the very worst. You know, he could definitely be a rotational guy. You know, you put him in, tell him, you know, what the situation is, and that's that. You know, he doesn't have to make too many you know, crazy reads or uh, anything like that. Because if you're putting him in, you should know the situation. So it's on you if you don't put situational players in the right situation. 
you know and so i think that's kind of his floor there he has one of the higher floors the ceiling is a little bit questionable i mean how much better can he get i think is definitely a question out here and i that play wreck like you said is probably holding him back um you know from how much playing time and uh how much better he could possibly get honestly how much of a higher level he could play at right yeah no for sure i i mean that's that's a case with any player you know you want to put them in spot where they can succeed and whatnot and um you know i feel like you're definitely gonna have opportunities to do that with matthew green and i think that's the that's the beauty of him as a prospect and a reason why our overall grade here rests at an 81.3 yeah no for sure but with that being said i think that basically wraps up that let's go ahead and move on to our number four interior lineman defensive lineman in this class and that is the 6'3 260 pound defensive lineman out of columbine high school rocky shields great football name by the way here um he is committed to a d1 we'll talk about that later but let's go ahead and talk about the grades here so 7.6 for power and power slash strength sorry 8.5 for play recognition I gave him a 9 for agility, 8.4 for run stopping, 8.7 for speed rush, uh, 6.5 though for power rush, a 9 for his hand slash extension, uh, 8.5 for tackling, 8.3 for hit power, and 8 for frame. He is a little undersized here. Uh, he weighs the least out of everyone on this list. But regardless, still gave him a solid 82.5 grade here. Uh, personally, for me, was actually the second highest defensive lineman. But let's go ahead and talk about his highest grade. So gave him a 9 for agility. Gave him a 9 for a hand, hand slash extension here. Look, he is somebody that probably would have made our edge rusher list if if he played more on the edge which he didn't he played more inside than i thought here which is really interesting but he's definitely somebody that could also play on the edge and do a good job and that's reflected in his grades here i mean his agility is a nine this is a kid like i said he could play on the edge he could maintain contain with the best of them and you know when you kick him inside he does that all at a high level you know, he's somebody that could track down plays on the other side of the field from his defensive tackle position. You see him do that. You know, he's somebody that, you know, will beat guys off the snap and then go ahead and track down a stretch play or outside run or toss play. You know, he does that a lot. He's just a real rangy player, extremely athletic, gets out there real fast. And he's probably the last person you don't want to block because he is so explosive as well. You know, that uh, attributes to his agility, I would say. And because he's so explosive, you know, you don't want to leave him unblocked because he's going to give the quarterback probably less than two seconds to realize what is happening here because he's so quick and so fast. He is the fastest player, I would say, on this top five list here, no doubt. And then talking about his hands and extension here, I mean, he has extremely violent and fast hands uh, some of the best on this list and you know i would say in the entire state and country as well i mean he has really aggressive hands when you see him punching stabbing maneuvering i mean he throws guys with his hand slash arms uh primarily 
you know, I would say. And it's it's real nasty at the point of attack. It's real nasty. He's quick. He's stronger than just a lot of guys, I would say, out there that he's going up against on the interior. And it's, it's definitely special. You know, it allows him to kind of have a pretty deep finesse slash speed rush bag here i mean his speed rush gave him an 8.7 and i would say there are more speed rush finesse moves than power moves uh just talking football in general he has a lot of moves here you know a lot of moves to counter to pass rush to block shed and he uses those at a very high level and so you love to see that you know you can't always teach strong and fast hands i think that's a little hard to do you know some guys might have it more naturally than others and then there's a cap with some um compared to others but with rocky that's not an issue at all he just has very natural like strong and fast hands here very violent at the point of attack when using his hands and you love to see that as a defensive guy as a defensive coordinator uh, both on this level and the next level now Talking about some of his lowest grades here, I gave him a 7.6 for power slash strength and a 6.5 for power rush. You'll see as we go on here, at least personally for me, those two are pretty much tied together with power rush moves. I mean, you have your moves, right? But they don't really mean anything if you don't have a lot of power slash brute strength behind it. And with Rocky here, I mean, there are times where he goes straight up with a guy. And if he doesn't immediately get leverage, he struggles. You know, he kind of gets stood up sometimes on that interior, which is definitely a little bit of a red flag here. I mean, like I said, he does weigh the least here at 260 out of everyone on this top five list. And so you got to keep that in consideration. But it's a lean 260. And, you know, he's definitely somebody that I would love to see just get stronger. You know, just get stronger, uh, put on 20 to 30 pounds. You don't have to weigh necessarily 300 pounds. You see guys like Aaron Donald who are below 300, but they have aggressive, strong hands, and they're pretty quick as well. I think if Rocky could get there, then he could be extremely dangerous. But that's definitely just something I see right away. I mean, when he goes straight up with some of these interior linemen and uh, just linemen, offensive linemen in general, he just doesn't get the greatest push, you know, and if he does get a good push, it's usually because he gets really good leverage, he catches the guy off balance, and then it's a mess from there. But if it's a balanced offensive lineman and they got a good base and whatnot, I would say a lot of the time, if it's just a straight up bull rush or power rush, they're usually able to stand him up um, and you know, even kind of push back and whatnot, and so that's definitely something that I want him to continue to work on here. Like I said, he's probably somebody that could pass rush and uh, play more of an edge rushing role on the next level, even on the high school level, obviously. But if they are going to kick him inside, I just need to see him get stronger. I think he is probably one of the weaker as far as just brute strength goes uh, out of everyone on my or on this top five list, but in my grades for sure. So there you go. But altogether, I think he's somebody with a lot of potential. You got to love the athleticism. You got to love his violent hands. And, you know, he could weigh less. He definitely could weigh less. But he's here at 6'3", 260. Uh, he looks 
really lean for 260 but i would still say he's at least at the 260 range though so i'm just gonna throw that out there because i know cody did have uh you know we talked about it before and you did have some concerns about that but cody what do you think about my evaluation and what is yours yeah no we are way way uh closer aligned i would say on rocky shields valuation than maybe any other prospect to be completely honest just like where our numbers are and you know, where, where they end up falling. And no, it was good. Like I, I really needed that chat before the episode too, just to, you know, confirm that. And then after you point that out, taking a look at it, I'm like, yeah, no, I can, he can be 260 and, you know, look, well, to me, it looked small, but you know, when all of that is stored in power and the way that he moves, it really looks like he doesn't have quote excess weight. If that makes sense. Like some of these other prospects do at times. So you know, there's that. But talking about Rocky Shields, the prospect here, you know, I, I just got to echo some of the things that Coach V already talked about. Look, agility, that's one of my highest ones here. I have that rated at 8.5. He flies all over the field. He can make tackles across the sideline on the second level. He's somebody that you don't want to leave unblocked, period, because he really can play, which is crazy. But from a defensive tackle position, he really can play sideline to sideline and has a pretty big radius of impact on the field as far as plays that he can make. And that's due to, you know, huge attribution of how fast he can move, how smooth of an athlete he is. Obviously, being lean and not having excess weight, you're going to be able to move really well. And, uh, you know, I think that he plays at his weight superb, honestly. So that's why I have that rated at 8.5. Talking about some other things here, I have his play recognition rated at an 8.3. Uh, that is middle of the pack here. I think that he does a great job of getting his eyes in the backfield, reading that, while also I feel like he does a really good job at kind of, you know, knowing what plays coming next and kind of reading the snap count as well. Because some of those times that he fires off, you know, obviously speed-wise, he's very good at that. You know, I have a speed rush at an 8.2. And there's other factors, but I do think that his play recognition plays a huge hand in his ability to be in the backfield so quickly. But continuing off of that, you know, play recognition, speed rush, like I said, 8.2. He's got, you know, a couple of different things going for him there. He really can just, especially against guards, you know, at his frame, he really can just kind of zoom right by them. And he does that quite often. And, you know, he, he also can get low on his speed rush as well and just dip right underneath shoulder pads and slide right in there. He does a great job at getting skinny when, you know, getting out of there. He's got a nice little swim and rip that, you know, work fairly effectively. And I think that, you know, he also moves laterally pretty, pretty well. So, you know, his lateral movement impacts his run stopping. I think that he does a great job. He's almost, you know, with his footwork and agility linebacker-esque in the way that he's able to navigate the line of scrimmage, even if it's on the backside of a play, he's able to get across that and he's able to scrape and get to the play very, very well. And I think that makes his run stopping solid. Now, uh, the things that, you know, the only thing that I have graded above all of those is his hands slash extension. I actually have this rated as the highest grade of any prospect in this group. And it's the exact same grade as Simon's, that is at a nine here for hand slash extension. And I want to say that, like Coach V said, he has all these different ways to use his hands, you know, and he's very powerful with his hands. But I really, what really spoke for me was the technique and just seeing the details on how his hands 
counter so much and how quickly they move and you know it's second nature to him it kind of reminds me of you know the uh for oh man i might be aging us a little much but there is this movie called the matrix and uh you know at one point neo figures it out and he just moves his hand so fast that he's able to keep up with these things that are above human little nerd tangent there but rocky shields can give me those vibes sometimes when he's hand fighting and first off it's very entertaining to watch but you know from a recruitment standpoint that is something that you love to have and something that you love to not have to teach honestly and you know he's six foot three so he's not like he's not short by any means but especially at this lighter weight it's good that he fires his hands out that fast now some things that aren't necessarily graded the highest but aren't his lowest categories here tackling and frame i have both rated at a 7.9 i do think that he needs to lean up some more and just have more mass about him but you know six foot three that's still you know solid solid height there and then um you know for tackling he's pretty consistent most of the time but not all the time if that makes sense so you know i uh i just wanted to give him a little bit of a shout out there and uh but talk about the things that he really needs to improve on in my opinion power slash strength for those who think that sounds familiar this is something that coach v talked about and then his power rush as well here i think that both these things do need work and you know i don't i don't want to beat a dead horse here but it is going to come from you know getting some more mass and just being stronger and lifting that weight because okay his power rush for me i've rated at a 7.5 not quite as low because I think that fundamentally he understands a power rush and you know when he is able to get a bull rush off against some players I think it looks really good. I do think that you know he shows that he he can put some guards in people's laps but for the level of football that he's going to be playing I do want to see more power. I do want to see different ways that you're getting rid of the linemen on that power rush and then you know the the last thing here is his hit power. I have rated at a seven. I just didn't ever really see a hit where i was like dang oh my gosh so you know i think that uh i think that's that does it for for my rocky shields assessment here at an 80.5 here combine that with simons and you have an 81.5 it's just right in the middle there and uh coach v he's you know we have him graded here at a three star and i say that uh you know he's been recruited like a three star yeah, no, definitely agree. He is committed to Washington State, uh, I believe, and signed as well. I know, I, I want to say Wyoming was up there for a really long time, or it felt like a long time, but Washington State swooped in here, so he will be playing for a Power 5 team here in the Pac-12, and I think it's a great pickup. I mean, look, no matter how you slice it here, because uh, we're definitely nitpicking at these top five guys because they're all good in their own right. But, you know, he's a prospect that you're bringing in and he has some very elite qualities, I would say. Agility and then his hands. Uh, those go a really long way. As a defensive guy, you got to love it. Now, where you play him is going to be the more interesting thing here because I know he is just listed as a defensive lineman, which could literally mean anything from interior to edge to 3-4 interior or whatever, you know. And so it will be interesting to see where they play him. Regardless, I mean, he's a good prospect to have because, you know, you're obviously not going to play him right away. 
but you're going to develop him. You're going to set a role for him. And I think that is going to definitely pay off in the long run. Once you have this kid that you develop a little bit more at a position that you pick for him. And I think he's going to be a great contributor. He's definitely somebody that could crack a rotation and maybe even the starting lineup, depending on how much he develops and where he plays. Uh, is that fair to say, Cody? No, there's definitely a lot of question marks revolving this commitment, but I don't think that there are any of the negative kind. You know what I mean? I think that the world is his oyster and you no know, Rocky Shields, the prospect, which I didn't get a chance to agree with you that that is a very good football name. Um, but, you know, I think that, you know, for Washington State, obviously, there's a lot that you could do with this prospect. And, you know, we've said it once, we've said it twice, we've said it a million times, versatility gets you opportunities and opportunities gets you on the field, right? So Rocky Shields being able to do these things, be an elite athlete and, you know, have any grades that are in the nines, you know, versus not really the prospect behind or in front of them, spoiler, then, you know, that does provide, you know, the high upside that Washington State obviously sees in Rocky. Yeah, no, absolutely agreed. So we'll see what happens with him here and whatnot but regardless i think it's very well deserved i mean he's a good prospect uh he's a good football player was part of a very tough columbine defense and it felt like he was spearheading that squad for these last couple years and so he'll definitely be missed but um a great football player and you know versatility is a grade on some of our position rubrics for this one it's not but if it was a grade it would definitely be higher up there because you know he is somebody who could play all the positions on a defensive line slash front seven i would say so uh, and do a solid job on the next level as well so there you go but uh cody is there anything else you want to add on before we move on i think that you can go ahead and talk about this is a very uh 5a heavy list here uh in this in this back end and i think that we're gonna keep that tune right around uh rocking here at three right yeah no absolutely so here at number three the third best interior defensive lineman in the state is valor christians brody bleak here i believe that's how you say it the 6'2 272 interior lineman he was definitely somebody we knew about before this season, and he lived up to expectations, I would say. So, let's go ahead and talk about grades, though. 8.2 for power slash strength, 8.5 for play recognition, 7 for agility, 8.6 for run stopping, 8.3 for speed rush, 7.5 for power rush, 8.5, though, for hand slash extension, 8.6 for tackling, 8.2 for hit power, 8.3 for frame, for an overall grade for myself at an 81.7 for me in my personal grades i believe he was just barely the fourth best on this list but here he is at three like i said before this is an average um the overall composite grade is an average so there you go but let's talk about his game here so his highest grades 8.6 for both run stopping and tackling and i do want to mention this also gave him an 8.5 for hands and extension slash uh play recognition as well i mean look this is a guy that you're going to put in the middle that valor put in the middle 
and you know in short yardage situations where you need to get a yard or two or it's inches for that first down and you try to run it up the middle consistently Brody Bleak has been the one to make plays that's what's happened over and over again. He just swallows up the running back. He stands his ground, doesn't give up a lot of ground or inches at all. I mean, he's a very stout player, I would say here. And so you really love to see that. And it, uh, it shows with his grades here. I mean, 8.5 for hands extension, 8.6 for tackling, very sure tackler, 8.6 for run stopping. When they run the ball up the middle, he is there to make the play. You know, and he does a good job controlling his gap and using leverage and moving guys around and and just, I don't, oh my god, I can't talk enough about his leverage because there's one play in particular, I want to say it was against Cherry Creek and State, where it looked like it was a sneak and he just uses leverage beautifully and he just stops that for basically no gain there. And I feel like that might have been a big play for them. And so you really love to see that. I mean, this is a guy that's going to get down and dirty. He's not going to allow anything that is ran right up the middle. You really just can't run it his way because he's going to control his gap and he's going to go ahead and make the tackle. And he's a very sure tackler as well, if I haven't mentioned that already. Um, pretty fundamentally sound, and so you love to see that he does a lot of those things right. Uh, very good run-stopping uh, defensive tackle, I would say. Now, talking about some of his other grades, gave him a 7 for agility, 7.5 for power rush here. Uh, Agility-wise, he is... Definitely the slowest on this list. I don't think he could play on the edge at all. Uh, he's definitely an interior guy here. I mean, there's one play where he, you know, breaks away from his blocker, right? And he has the quarterback, and the quarterback is kind of scrambling around, and he just takes so long to get the quarterback. In fact, he doesn't really get him. Uh, the quarterback runs for about four or five yards, five or six yards, really. And it just wasn't good. It kind of exposed him a little bit here. I don't think he's really a player that's going to be like a sideline to sideline type of player. You know, if the play comes his way, he's going to make it. You know, but if it's a stretch play or outside run, I definitely have some concerns about his agility slash speed here. And so I'd like to see him get a little bit more nimble, work on it, get a bit more explosive here. I think that would go a long way in improving his game here. Uh, just being a guy that could be a little bit more rangy because as of right now, I don't know if he's somebody that you really want to keep in on stretch or outside type of plays here. Because uh, I just don't know if he'll be able to keep up. So, there you go. And now, talking about his power rush here. So, ironically, uh, or I think it's a little bit ironically here. His power rush is the lower grade out of the two pass rushing uh, categories. Speed rush. I have him at an 8.3 here. I think this is a guy that actually has more of a bag with his speed rush. And he, like, defaults to his speed rush a little bit more than his power rush. If he can't, like, get leverage and dominate a player and get a good push, he automatically defaults to his speed rush. And, you know, a lot of his pressures and sacks this season came from speed rushes. Um, not including the ones where he just wasn't blocked at all. You know, it came from him just being able to finesse his way out of a situation, which, you know, you probably really wouldn't expect out of somebody that's a little bit heavier here and a little bit shorter. But it was a very pleasant surprise, I would say. 
But when it comes to his power rush here, I mean, you know, I feel like he usually gets good leverage and, you know, he's a good he's in a good position to bull rush and get a good push here, but he just doesn't quite have the power and strength behind him to do that. And then that's when he defaults to a speed rush, you know, which is good that he has something to lean on to counter, but would like to see him get stronger. I mean, his power, strength, gave him an 8.2. That is the second lowest here uh, out of all my grades on this top five list out of all those prospects here. And so he's fine. Like he's not getting like blown off the ball or anything like that. He's not getting a significant push either though. And so I just like to see him get stronger. I mean, he's at 270. That's a good spot to be at. I think to really be effective, would love to see him closer to 300, if not 300 pounds, honestly, and just really put on that weight, really get stronger, hit that bench, you know, all that great stuff. Uh, just because I, I just don't see the greatest push uh, all the time. Most of his better pushes is when he just gets good leverage and he catches a guy off balance but if it's a balanced you know interior offensive lineman and they have their base set and all that the push is just not great you know even then half the time when they're running it his way you know he doesn't exactly get a good push and gets a tackle for a loss you know he will stand his ground no doubt about it but you know, he's not getting a push, an extra push you would want in the run-stopping game. And so it goes it goes a long way, both in stopping the run and, and pass rushing. And as a pass rusher, I mean, I am a little concerned about him because I know he has some good finesse moves. He moves really well for his size and whatnot. Um, you know, he has really good awareness, I'm going to throw out there. Just knowing when to use those finesse moves and uh, timing those really well. I'm going to credit that to him, but... I am concerned that if you're going to put him out there, you know, he's going to try to do a little bit too much. And, you know, when you have finesse moves, you know, you kind of you need to have some room uh, just in case you don't succeed on the first try, especially when you're on the interior and on the interior, there's just not going to be a lot of room. And so if he's trying to maneuver around too much, you know, instead of being able to get a good push right up the middle or, um, you know, just in general, I would say then I could definitely see him being somebody that you can't really keep out there on some pass, uh, pass rushing downs. Or, you know, I could see, I could already hear an off offensive coordinator being like, hey, you know, when you drop back and pass it, like an OC telling his quarterback, when you drop back and pass it, this DT, he does a little bit too much. He tries to, you know, maneuver outside more than really work his way inside because he's not strong enough to get a good push on the inside. And so this is what we're going to do, QB. We're going to call quarterback draw. You know, we're going to hit you uh, with, we're going to hit them with that quarterback draw, have you drop back and then just run it right up the middle because he's going to maneuver potentially out of position because he can't necessarily stand up and get a good push. And so that's kind of where my mindset is at, though. But in general, I think Brody is a good run-stopping defensive tackle. You like what you see here. As a pass rusher, he at least has some things going for him. I would just love to see him get stronger and get a, a better push uh, just using that brute strength and that good leverage. So there you go. But Cody, what do you think about all of what I had to say, and what is your evaluation? Well, this is another one that we're going to be consistent on, and, you know, I, I feel, you know, Definitely watching his film compared to seeing him and pseudo meeting him 
at uh, media day prior to the season, I would not think that he is a finesse pass rusher. Um, that was not the, uh, the first impression that I got, but watching his film, it is certainly the correct observation here, you know, um, for his speed rush. I, I actually did award this an 8.7 here and that's spearheaded, you know, his categories. And I, I just think that, you know, while I do agree that sometimes he he's doing too much to compensate for lack of a power rush. I do think that his bag here in speed rush is good. You know, he's somebody who, you know, he has, he has some moves and hand fighting to get into the backfield. He has a pretty consistent swim move. He has a nice rip. He even has a mild spin move that he uses from time to time to solid, you know, effectiveness here. And so, you know, the, the swipe and, you know, all of that stuff uh, and, you know, his hand slash extension that I have rated at an 8.5. I think that the bag being as deep as it is, is the reason why I have those categories so high. But the thing about Brody as a prospect is he does those things good and nears great. But he's kind of one of those prospects that just does most things good or okay, is what I'd say. And so, you know, you, you know, it's really funny is Brody was actually our four, was my number four ranked offensive lineman. But because of the averages and who he had at five and three, this is how it shook out. So, you know, his steadiness proved to be very good here in this, in this instance. And so, you know, even though he doesn't have power rush moves, really, I don't necessarily think he's weak. I have his power slash strength rated at 8.4. Look, he's 272. He's probably 275 pounds, honestly, just watching him play. And, you know, he's somebody who can stand his ground, I want to say, pretty solidly. He's somebody who maybe doesn't get a push, but doesn't get pushed is kind of what I saw. And this is something that I saw in his film, especially his Regis film, where they had got some big dudes up front. And, you know, in his, I want to say, the Creek film as well, He's not somebody who's getting blown off the ball. And, you know, Krieg has a very solid offensive line, very good offensive line even. Listening to our listen to our interior offensive line list, top five for proof of that. But regardless, you know, I think that he is able to stay pat, which is which is solid here. And then looking at his play recognition, I think that he does a pretty good job at recognizing plays. He gets his eyes in the backfield, which I think is very, very important to play recognition being a solid aspect, right? He's able to look up, you know, he kind of shoots those hands out and, you know, while he's not necessarily going to get that push, he is at least getting that extension. He's at least providing that space and he's getting his head up and looking in the backfield. And I think that is so vital and is just, you know, something that really should be the bare minimum for a defensive tackle is being able to get those hands out, at least get that extension and get those eyes up and figure out what is happening with the play. And then he's able to adapt from there. You know, if it's a pass play, he's able to use that speed rush, use that finesse and get in the backfield and force a handful of hurries and force, you know, pressures and whatnot like that. Tackling hit power frame wise, they're all kind of floating around the same thing here. 8.1 tackling, 8.1 hit power. I think that he's a pretty sound tackler. Very rarely does he get caught, you know, just trying to use a single arm or getting stuck with only one hand. I feel like that more happens out of situation rather than, you know, lack of discipline with those things and, you know, hit power. I think that he has some pretty solid pops on his film and, uh, you know, whether that's directly in front of somebody and then popping them down to the ground there, or, you know, he has a couple of pe people that he gives like a shot in the back to. And, uh, you know, I think that that those are pretty substantial as well. So, and the last 
category above an eight here is his run stopping at 8.3. Part of that comes from, you know, getting those eyes up in the backfield and figuring out a way to get in there. But I do think that, you know, he is somebody that at his frame and, you know, is a bit more, I'd say stereotypical-ish in, you know, at least the role he plays of eating up that space and, you know, slowing up the offensive line in that movement. And then, you know, he gets to the ball from there. So while his, you know, TFLs may not be in the dozens like some other guys, I think that he does a pretty splendid job of of reading the field and, you know, getting where he needs to be for run stops. Now, tell me if you've heard this one before, but power rush and agility, not the highest grades for me here. The reason it sounds familiar is because I'm just echoing Coach V a little bit here. I have both of them at a 7-7, though. I do think that he moves pretty well for the most part, as far as tackling on the second level and chasing things down, you know, once it's past him for his size. And, you know, I think that's why it still kind of climbs to that spot. I think that, you know, he has pretty solid footwork as well, moving laterally and whatnot, but uh, he definitely could be significantly faster. I think if he's not going to be as powerful, I think that he needs to be faster. And, you know, his power rush, I think that he just isn't using his leverage properly. I don't think that he's driving, you know, his knees to his chest, you know, as far as, you know, trying to get a push here. I think that, you know, he just he just kind of panics and reverts to what he's comfortable with. And he's going to really have to work on his power rush to to make it. Mm, to Well, to make it an asset in the first place, you know, there are places where he gets a push, I guess, but mm, what does it mean against the people that he's getting a push against is kind of where I'm at with that. It's never against anyone that's his size or bigger. And I think that, that that's a, that's a concern here. So that leaves my total grade here for Brody at an 81.9 here. And, you know, with, with all this being said, we obviously want Brody to take all this into consideration since he will be attending our alma mater. Yes, well, he needs to take it into consideration regardless. Um, but yeah, no, so he is committed and signed officially to the University of Northern Colorado Skull Bears, part of that excellent class, recruitment class that uh, first-year head coach Ed Lamb brought in, really wanted to focus on getting Colorado guys and top-tier Colorado guys at that. He doesn't want guys like Brody going to CSU or CU. He has voiced that. Uh, okay hold up I, okay I don't know if he's voiced that publicly but I think you could read in between the lines and say that I would say behind closed doors he has for sure said that though and you know he is not afraid to compete and you know Brody going to Northern Colorado I think brings some uh, you know a winning mentality you know and it's not always about the championship DNA if you're a consistent winner that also matters too and to a program like Northern Colorado that hasn't had a winning season like oh my god in over 10 need, years we don't need to talk about how long no it's we been, could talk it's about been it. a long time <laughs> it's been at least a decade here uh since we were since before we were in high school so there you go i'm pretty sure 
it's big, you know, bringing in a guy like Brody who has been part of a good Valor Christian program that, you know, has gone through changes in the coaching staff, still winning though, still going to state, that is big time. And so I love the pickup. I think he's going to be at UNC. He's going to add to the rotation. Regardless, this is a guy that could definitely be added to the rotation and you could feel good about it. May not be, you know, a starter, but you could throw him in there in uh, short game situations obvious run situations and i think he'd be good now if he gets stronger and does all the things we talked about here he could easily be a starter i would say i don't think that is too far-fetched to say right cody no i don't think that's far-fetched to say but i do think that in the more immediate future i think that his soonest path or his quickest path to the field is definitely situationally i think that you know depending on some of the other personnel that they have in there that, you know, he's somebody that you could definitely put in on on passing downs. And, you know, UNC plays against some opponents that know how to throw the football and they know how to score a lot of points. And so, you know, against those potent passing attacks, Brody is definitely somebody that you'd love to have on the field. But I definitely think is somebody that, you know, I, I, I can't remember if they built that new weight room yet or if construction, I think construction, yeah, they construction have. did get finished on that. And so I think that, you know, Brody, Get in contact with that strength and conditioning coach and uh, make that your your new home. I mean, I know that you're going to have a dorm room probably, but, uh, you know, it's a it's a nice new facility there. And I think that getting well acquainted with that and just, you know, getting getting that work in and getting more powerful. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, he I, I at least listed on his huddle. I think it has his bench at like 315 or something like that. This is somebody that. Hopefully by the time he gets in, he's pushing like, and I think he's very capable of this. He's pushing 375, 385 pounds on the bench. I really think that's within his realm. It's within his frame. And, uh, you know, I think that that is, you know, work that, you, you know, obviously everything doesn't just directly transfer over from the, from the weights to the field, but you do hit the weights for a reason. And I think that continuing to work on that strength in this offseason leading up to and then once you're at UNC is going to be critical, absolutely critical to your development as a player and your chances of getting on the field and contributing to this Bears squad. Yeah, no, for sure. And honestly, it's not like he's the weakest guy. I mean, the grade we both gave him is still pretty good. You know, I think it's on par with the FCS level and a lot of the guys that UNC will be bringing in, honestly. And so, um, there you go. But regardless, I mean, really happy to have him at Northern Colorado. I think this is a great pickup. I think this is somebody that could contribute soon here, could help change around this culture. And, you know, you win games by building your defense, and I think he will be a key part of that defense sooner than later, just like he was with Valor. And so, uh, no complaints here at all i think we picked up a good one uh, arguably a steal i think this is a guy that probably could have uh, chosen csu but i don't know what that recruitment was looking like plus at csu and then cu i mean i could have seen him also going there potentially as well he would have just probably been a pwo uh, most likely with this new regime and uh, be more of a project guy but Love to see him here at Northern Colorado. I think he's going to get a lot of playing time here uh, sooner than later. Obviously, we'll probably redshirt and do all that great stuff, but still a good get. So there you go. But uh, Cody, I don't have anything more to say here. Uh, do you have anything to add on before we talk about the number two guy? I think I'm just going to you know, say congrats to Brody on a uh, solid high school career and best of luck. And go Bears!
good old Gold Bears. Uh, what is it? Uh, get up, Greeley. So, you know, as alumni, Bo Gears. We, we <laughs> that's what it's been, but we don't want it to be that anymore. <laughs> but uh, with that being said, I think I'm gonna go ahead and talk about our number two guy here, and this is a changeup. This is actually a three A Titan here out of Summit High School. I want to say this is actually the first top five senior from summit in the history of our show if i'm not mistaken and that is eli crawchuk i believe is how you say it um eli obviously if that's incorrect please reach out to us and then do an interview with us so that you can introduce yourself and uh you know correct us live on well pseudo live with the with the interview portion but anyways look eli here in my opinion is a very intelligent football player with consistent tackling, sometimes tackling the guard or center into the ball carrier here. That was like my first quick snap here. And so talking about Eli, let's just go down the categories here. Power slash strength, I have at an eight. Play recognition, I have at an 8.8. .8. Agility, seven, nine. Run stopping, nine. Speed rush, 7.8. Power rush, eight. Hands slash extension, 8.4. Tackling 9.2, hit power 8.6, and frame of six foot three, 270 pounds at an 8.6 for what would be my highest graded defensive interior defensive lineman here at an 84.3. And so let's go ahead and talk about it. Like I said, play recognition wise, he is so, so smart at seeing the play before it happens. He knows when the snap count is. He gets off the ball very well. He's constantly heading in the right direction. And I think it's very headlined by the very first play where, you know, he beats. He knows that this guard is pulling or and he just follows. He follows the pulling offensive lineman straight into the running back and blows up the play. And, you know, I think that but while, you know, with his agility at a 7.9, I don't think it's from, like, him having an insane speed kind of thing going. Granted, I know he has a recorded 40, or he lists his 40 at 4.9. More on that later. But, um, you know, I think that that is from play recognition and just being really, really smart here. But, you know, I think that that is just one facet of what makes his run stopping so, so good. Look, his run stopping is his second highest category here at a 9. Eli is really good in the run game here. He just recognizes plays really well. He flows with the ball very well. And, you know, he pushes the run somewhere else as well. He just eats up space very well. And it's just very cerebral when it comes to the run game here. And I think that, you know, that comes from pre-snap recognition. But I think it also comes from the fact that, you know, he is a very consistent tackler. His most, his highest rated category for me and, you know, out of anyone in this group, the, you know, the gold star he gets here is having a tackling at 9.2. He is always wrapping up. He is always wrapping up. He is always driving. There's not a play where I see his whole arm extended or anything like that. He's not trying to arm tackle. He pops guys. He takes the correct angle, you know, whether that's on the second level, across the line of scrimmage, laterally, horizontally, or whether that's in the backfield. He is such a clean and crisp tackler. Always, you know, exploding through the player, exploding through those hips and, you know, throwing his weight properly and just burying people into the dirt constantly. And yeah, I was just blown away at how much he was able to dominate across all these things. And, you know, for anybody that's wondering, okay, like, 
how does he how does he really hold up here you know what is his power slash strength really warranted at an eight is you know his power rush really warranted at an eight are his hands are extended? like if you're wondering these things because you're like oh it's 3a football i mean i watched through the durango film and you know for those who don't listen haven't listened yet please go ahead and listen to our interior offensive lineman list once again but he did get to match up against the highest rated player in pmc history and i won't say that he won against josh bates don't don't get that twisted however i you know there were some other players that i watched leading up to this list go against josh bates and get absolutely embarrassed through josh bates's film and even their own and i wouldn't say that eli ever got embarrassed you know i think that he was very smart and he played to his strengths in order to you know counter the durango offense as much as he possibly could he was looking to that snap count he was knowing which direction the run was going to go before the play was even snapped so you know being able to defend the run that well being able to recognize plays that well and being able to tackle very very low and you know just understand leverage and shoot out super low is very important to why his grades are the way that they are now talking about the things that are more three star-ish you know hit power it's not like every time for hit power for me is like oh like the majority of the time that they're hitting somebody it's devastating or you know their high-end hits could just actually snap a person out of existence uh lathano style so no but i think that he does have a nice pop to to his hits and i do think that it, he's very solid in that sense frame wise 63270 i don't really need to elaborate on that he looks that size if not bigger maybe 275 even 280 he's huge it may also be the level though so keep that in mind hand slash extension you know i actually am a pretty decent fan of his hands here i think that they fire out very quick i think that he, he could beat you in a variety of ways with them whether he push pulls tosses or twists you i think that you know another thing that helps him in the run game is that he can get skinny through the line to force the you know occasional speed rush but um and you know but you know i think that mainly it's just his, his manipulation of the game of football and understanding the game of football now i have his power rush here rated at an eight i think that he's strong and i have his power slash strength rated at an eight i think that when it comes to engaging there wasn't a whole lot of times that i saw you know like the power rush sometimes he is putting he's more so putting linemen into a running back slap which you know they have to move a little bit differently than in the past game where they can get a bit more sturdy and so i didn't really see him succeed in that sense as much against you know more pass pro and utilizing a power rush and you know talking about some of his weaknesses here i didn't really see him do that in a speed rush here i think that he doesn't really you know move the best here i definitely don't think he runs a 4940 yard dash and i'm sorry if if that's like laser timed and very verified but watching the film i just don't see that and i don't see him just breezing past people really you know in in his film and you know looking at it from that direction and then you know i just don't he doesn't really have like a super bag of speeder finesse moves like he doesn't like have a spin or like a consistently lethal swim you know he's got a nice little rip and you know with his hand fighting that obviously helps that a little bit more but i definitely think that there is a bag to be developed and i think that improving agility could directly help with that you know just making his footwork a little bit better i think that he moves downfield well when he's catching up the second level stuff and I was impressed by that initially, but I do think that he could, you know, pick his feet up a little bit more. And, you know, I think that he needs to hit the, he needs to hit the ladder and he needs to hit the tires this off season. 
Coach V, we got something similar. We got some things different. Go ahead and lay it down. Yeah, no, for sure. I think the biggest thing I kind of want to throw out there is that he's just a really good overall prospect. I know there are some guys on this list that are more finesse-leaning. Some use their frame a little bit more. Some use uh, power a little bit more, uh, but don't quite have the finesse. I think Eli here is a good combination of all those things. He's a very well-rounded prospect. And so let me go ahead and talk about my grades. Gave him an 8.6 for power slash strength, 8.5 for play recognition, 8.3 for agility, 8.5 for run stopping, 7.3 for speed rush though, 8.4 for power rush, 7.5 for hands uh, slash extension. They give him an 8.2 for tackling. That could probably be a little bit more, to be honest with you. Then an 8.4 for hit power. And then an 8.3 for frame here for an overall grade of 82. He was just barely the third best, I want to say, on this list here for me. And so let's go ahead and talk about it. Uh, like I said, I think he's a good like good overall player i mean gave him an 8.6 for power strength uh 8.5 for play rec and a run stopping ability i mean against the run he wins in multiple ways whether it's uh getting a good push and uh tackling the guy whether it's filling his gap and they inevitably running into him or whether it's using you know some sort of finesse here maneuvering around and tackling the guy he plays uh the run very very well um a very sound i guess football player here i mean good iq doesn't get fooled on play action i mean he is very within himself when he's out there playing so love to see that and he plays the run extremely well you know and then um i mean just to throw out some other categories here gave him an 8.3 for agility 8.4 for power rush you know all that stuff uh 8.4 for hit power, I liked his hit power. Honestly, I think he could really lay out some dudes when he wanted to. And so I was very impressed by that. Uh, like I said, just a very good overall player altogether. Now, talking about some things he can improve on, though. Gave him a 7.3 for speed rush. And then a 7.5 for hands extension. When it comes to his speed rush and finesse moves, he just doesn't have the deepest bag here. Uh... You know, I, I would have liked to see a lot more. I know he has good strength and solid agility in general, but I just would like to see him be a little bit more precise with his hands. I'd like for him to be, you know, a little bit quicker. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. And w another thing as well, uh, I would also just like to see him use his hands, period, because I feel like there are a lot of times where he kind of just lets dudes put their hands on him and then he's going to try to overpower them or maneuver around and that's it and he just doesn't do enough to battle those hands and counter that and sometimes a lot of the time he wins those matchups you know just by being a better athlete and then there are some times where you could see he gets stood up just a little bit here uh, when he really shouldn't be at all and so definitely would love to see him use his hands a bit more be more precise be more efficient i think he could be a little bit more efficient when it comes to pass rushing and block shedding here just in general you know he already does a lot of these things at a very good level i think he could continue to refine his game and so for me honestly i don't really have concerns about his strength or really too much his agility here i think his agility is good enough as a defensive tackle it's 
pretty good, I would say. I am definitely more concerned about him just being a more refined uh, player more than anything. You know, when using his hands, when using finesse moves and moves outside of just overpowering dudes. You know, and being real intentional about winning the leverage game before it even really starts here by not allowing guys to get their hands on you. And so I really want to see more of that moving forward. I think those are my biggest things with him. I think altogether he's a good athlete. He's a smart athlete, which is what matters, but could definitely be more refined here in general. Um, but uses frame well, plays the run well, does all those good stuff. Uh, just could use a little bit more refinement, like I said. And so with that being said, Cody, he is committed to the Colorado School of Mines. I think this is a very good pickup for them. Uh, didn't recruit as many Colorado guys this year, but the guys they did were very high-level players, were, one of the were some of the best in the entire state, and I think Eli uh, is one of those guys. I think he might even be a steal for them, a gem in the rough for them, uh, considering you know he is a good overall prospect, but could maybe use a little bit more of a dust-off and refine himself a little bit more. Is that fair to say, Cody? And what do you think about my evaluation and his commitment here? I mean... I, I, I wish that you didn't have to uh, didn't have to make fun of me on your be real, but I mean you you came around to it and and you saw what I saw here and you know we both agreed that he is a very talented recruit. He's a very talented prospect, and you know that the future is very very bright for Eli. And you know the thing about Mines too is this is a program that you know has prided itself on playing very good defense. And, you know, that has led to a lot of postseason appearances. And, you know, you could argue that the defense was pretty strong or even the strong part of their run towards being national runner-ups in, in the D2 tournament here. And I think that Eli is another player that can make that possible. And, you know, I think that he's somebody who has, I mean, obviously with a redshirt year, he's somebody who I really think could put on another 25 pounds pretty easily. And I think that, and Eli and still I think he could still play a very similar game even at that size and that is scary that is really scary for other opponents uh both D2 programs within the state and outside of the state I think it's a great great commitment for mines and it absolutely is a steal because we have him graded here as our second best interior defensive lineman he is an FCS caliber talent in my opinion and you know I think that he's somebody who you know could definitely be like a two-year starter on a lot of collegiate programs and if he gets that happening for for mines that is huge honestly and it, it makes me quite excited you know for for his commitment and you know i i agree with with everything that you had to say and you know we even sounded like a broken record in parts just talking about yeah he could definitely get a bag but you know he is so good at so many other things that i don't really think like if i'm recruiting him i don't go oh you know he he doesn't like have a spin to get off of a block and that that doesn't sell me on not picking him up honestly because of everything else that he does so well and look i feel like you know obviously with any recruit there's work that has to be done but if i don't have to teach him the game of football like that saves such a headache i feel and you know i think that you know the fact that he gets it already and that he's seen he has seen a lot of different looks on that 3a level just because you know the coaching is kind of crazy and you know he's played the likes of a crazy 
triple option wishbone wing T kind of hybrid thing that uh, Palisade has ran in the past and has overcome that with like a lot of wedges thrown at him. And he's also gone against teams that can really air it out and, you know, spread looks and he's beaten those and he's beaten the pistol looks and he's beaten a lot of looks already. And so for him to have seen all these looks to for him to succeed against all these looks and understand all these looks and what that means and to read between the lines really as an interior defensive lineman, I think is massive. And I think that, yeah, I'm willing to call it a steal, an absolute steal committed here by Mines, School of Engineering, School of Thievery here when talking about picking up some great Colorado talent. Yes, absolutely agreed. Um, yeah, I mean, you really can't go wrong here. You're going to have to develop these guys anyways. It's rare that, uh, I would say, especially at this position, uh, defensive tackle, that you got guys that are playing like year one or even year two. To be honest, unless there's just a really big need for it. But, you know, I think when his time actually comes, he's going to be a big time contributor for that squad, whether he's a rotational or starter, whatever. I mean, Mines, they had an excellent defense this year. They gave Tyler Bajan that one prospect that's kind of getting a lot of hype right now. Uh, a lot of issues, and it's because that front seven was uh, big time and elite for D2. You know, and so I think he's just going to add to that. And, you know, I would also throw out there that defensive tackle, like really good, like defensive tackles that are pretty well-rounded are kind of hard to come by. Honestly, they're really hard to come by. And so when you have a guy that has so many good things uh, that you like about him and he's uh, really close to being a complete player, you just got to dust off a couple of things then you could really live with that, <laughs> honestly, as a defensive coordinator. If you're not getting like the top guy in the country, then you can live with a guy that does a lot of things right, you know, and that is a really good athlete and has a lot of things that you are looking for. And I think Mines would take that and they will hopefully uh, eventually use him as a piece to their championship, future championship team, national championship team, I should say. So there you go. But super excited for what he has to contribute there. Um, he will get red shirt at least. I feel like every player at Mines takes a red shirt as they probably should. So there you go. And then we'll, tough school, tough school. It's an extremely difficult school. I would not do that personally, but I get it. You know. <laughs> so there you go. There for football and academics. And we respect getting the bag and winning games. Yeah. So no, for sure. So we'll see what but, happens. Uh, but super excited for him. I love to see a three A guy up here. I really think if he was playing at a higher classification school, you know, he would do a lot of the same things. To be honest with you, he would still be a good level prospect player. So, yeah. But uh, I don't think I have anything else to add on here. Cody, do you want to talk? about some of our honorable mentions. We had a couple here. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, it's always kind of an interesting position to to look for because a lot of these guys, you know, their contributions, especially on the interior defensive line, their impact is not, I don't think, always accurately reflected by the box score and by the stats. So, you know, it, it does take a little bit of digging and, you know, we did go through a handful of guys and some guys that we thought were maybe on the inside or are listed at D tackle and we watched them and we're like, eh, no, not so much. 
or you know some guys in smaller classifications that didn't have you know film up which was a real shame you know i think of josh neal and dakota montgomery as two guys that i really wanted to you know look at their highlight reel and get a look at especially with dakota being a playmaker of the week kind of guy but just not quite uh drive vaughn was somebody that i think is probably more of an edge on the next level uh despite even lining up on the inside a handful of times especially in the frederick game that i went and saw live of course but uh you know there's some pretty good guys here took a look and graded uh devin uh furier i want to say is how you say it but apologize if that's wrong but he's an adam state commit out of the undefeated broomfield squad you know he did make some good plays this year and you know he did eat up a lot of double teams and uh open up opportunities for those very athletic and violent linebackers to make plays you have demarian lopez out of montrose that uh you know got to watch through his film definitely offensively leaning i would say in the majority of his film and obviously it's really hard to evaluate montrose guys without the access to look at them year round and knowing kind of what they're up to and then at the end of the season it's like oh he has 30 tackles for loss and i'm like okay well why aren't 30 all 30 tackles for loss in the film but uh you know that's that's me being picky here coach v i know that you got to see demarion lopez live and then there's some other guys that you got to take a look at as well yeah no for sure uh look i'm also gonna say this before i talk a little bit about demarion lopez this is a tough position to evaluate in general because some guys will put defensive tackle in their bio and then most guys will put defensive line because I don't think I think the more glamorous position is probably edge rusher on the next level and so they're like I don't want to be kicked inside please let me just be an edge rusher and just pass rush and get the fun you know highlights and whatnot and so it's really hard to sort through. There's some guys that consider themselves defensive tackles. They put it in their bio, but they really just play on the edge most of the time and whatnot. And so, um, you know, when it comes to this position, as uh, as Drewski says, I like you, but you lie a lot. So there you go. And a lot of dudes lie. I'm going to be honest. And there are some guys that, you know, also play offensive line. And they lean more towards offensive line, but they're also going to put out like one minute of defensive line film, uh, which is not great because it's like, okay, well, you didn't really catch my eye here, but I consider you more of an offensive guy anyways because you have like two or three minutes worth of, of that. And those are those look like your best plays. So there you go. But yeah, but anyways, Demarion Lopez, got to watch him. It's really hard to like evaluate defensive tackles uh, unless you're just like straight up paying attention to only them and nobody else especially in this game because i watched them against mesa ridge and they have all these receivers and backs and montrose also has not really any receivers but they have all these great athletes and backs like blake griffin out there and so it's like okay there's kind of a lot going on here and uh, you know to just watch the trenches is kind of tough because some there's more plays than not where you know your job as a guy in the trenches especially on the interior is just to absorb blocks and that's what you are absorb the blocks try to fill the gap you know let your linebackers uh, roam free that's really what it comes down to and so i did get to watch him a little bit he did do a solid job i would say but 
uh, just didn't quite make the list here. I uh, have to agree with what you said about Jerry Vaughn. A very versatile guy. Somebody who I think could be developed into an interior guy. But is probably an edge rusher. So there you go. Um, Gavin Taylor out of legend. I thought he was a legit DT. But he is more of a defensive end as well. So there you go. Caleb uh, Grimble out of Smoky Hill. He does play mostly DT. Uh, but does bounce outside quite a bit, and so it'll be interesting to see where they place him, but also he is a pretty solid offensive line prospect, and so I think that's actually what he committed to play, so there you go. And then last but not least, Dedrick Payne was another guy we considered here out of Thomas Jefferson, so a lot of guys we looked at here. But, you know, we nitpicked. We really wanted to pick the best athletes and the best uh, football players. So, yeah. But, uh, Cody, is there anything else you want to add on here uh, before I move on here? I think it's time to talk about our number one interior defensive lineman. Yes. So, our number one defensive tackle here in the class of 2023 in Colorado is Jeremiah Sandiford out of falcon high school and also out of georgia as well he just moved here uh from georgia this year and so he wasn't really on our radar until basically literally after we released uh our watch list for defensive tackles so that kind of sucked because he for sure would have made it but you know he had a great year with falcon and he was a big time player and i mean he was a good player in georgia too and so that kind of just shows the level uh to the levels to this and how great he is but let's go ahead and just go down the line talk about all his grades 8.4 for power and strength 9 for play recognition 8.7 for agility 8.6 for run stopping 8.6 for speed rush 8.3 for power rush 8.8 for hands slash extension 8.5 for tackling, 8.7 for hit power, 8.5 for frame. My overall grade for him was at 86.1 for the 6'1", 280-pound defensive tackle here. He was my highest-rated defensive tackle, period. So there you go. Now let's go ahead and talk about his game. So gave him a 9 for play recognition, 8.7 for agility, 8.8 for hands extension. This is a guy that knows football. And you could tell because there are a lot of plays where he just knows where to go. You know, when a play is developing and whatnot, he knows the position he needs to be in. He doesn't over-pursue. He's not overly aggressive. He does a really good job of dissecting the play and knowing where he's got to be at. So just love to see that. Very high IQ here. That's why I gave him a 9 here. Especially on run plays, he just knows all the little things and he gets himself in position. Uh, there's one play against Fountain for Carson where uh, it looks like they are pulling a guard or something like that and he just completely avoids it. And he uh, throws and a little hand swipe there as well to have those two linemen run into each other and then he just blows up the play you know and also i'm gonna throw this out there this is a guy that just collects 
tackles for loss. That's what he does. He gets TFLs. He is that guy. Because uh, on top of that, not only is he great at recognizing plays, but he is so quick. I wouldn't say as fast as Rocky Shields, but he definitely moves really well for someone at 6'1", 280 pounds, and is a lean 280 pounds, might I add, there. But he moves really well, very explosive, quick, you know, good in short spaces. And so, loved what I saw on film, both in his Colorado film and his Georgia film. Because even in Georgia, I mean, he was outrunning linemen and running backs and just tracking down those guys. And so, he's a very rangy defensive player that is going to get a lot of TFLs. He's going to shut down outside runs. If you want to play him outside, I think he could do that as well. But on the interior, I mean... He's just very quick. And then I also want to shout out his hands and his his extension. I think he has very quick hands, very powerful hands. Uh, he's very precise, too, uh, to a T, just watching him uh, just, you know, do his thing out there. He's very surgical, you know, doesn't allow a lot of guys to get their hands on him. And honestly, the way to beat this kid is by getting your hands on him and forcing him into a one-on-one -on -one strength type of matchup here. But it's a challenge as is to get your hands on him because he's just so quick and so fast. He's really hard to, you know, uh, first off track down and then to even get your hands on him. I mean, you got to really hand fight this dude. You know, he's a very good hand fighter. And so those were the things that really stood out to me. Really good athlete, really smart athlete, and then just an extremely good hand fighter. So there you go there. Those were his highest... Uh, grades i'm gonna kind of leave the rest of the stuff to cody here and just move on to some of his lower grades and his lower grades were power slash strength at an 8.4 and then his power rushes an 8.3 as a result not bad i mean still at an fcs level here he will still get good pushes every now and then especially if he gets great leverage he's gonna get an excellent push and just be in that backfield all day i am concerned though because there were a couple times where you know uh, players were able to hand fight or were able to get their hands on him and he wasn't quite able to win that leverage game and you know they didn't like throw him into the ground or anything like that but you know he was kind of stood up just a little bit wasn't able to get as good of a push wasn't able to really you know uh get that pressure interiorly without maneuvering around too much at times i would say i think he was really reliant on just you know beating his guy by having faster hands and being a better block shutter and then moving on there weren't really many times where he just you know held his ground uh just straight up like slammed his guy pushed him and would just power rush and bull rush right up the middle most of the time he was maneuvering around with minimum i would i would i'm just gonna throw this out there with minimum you know movement he's not like overcompensating and losing a lot of ground trying to maneuver around these guys he's a, a good enough i would say speed rusher where it's very minimal like ground he's giving up but just didn't see him uh, get a lot of pushes right up the middle. And on top of that, you know, I already mentioned what happens when you do kind of get your hands on him. He's not going to just fold right away, but he's not going to, you know, be able to just be able to beat a guy with brute force straight up. And so that's me nitpicking honestly i think he's gonna get stronger and i think he could afford to get stronger honestly he played at 270 ish last year was really fast then 
played at 280 this year, really didn't lose a step. Honestly, he could put on 20 or 30 pounds and be in a very good spot where he's an elite, like, defensive tackle. Honestly, if he puts on 10 to 15 pounds and maintains that, I could see some Aaron Donald-like qualities. A shorter guy with good technique, but is quick and is a good athlete. But uh, Aaron Donald is obviously a lot stronger than Jeremiah S uh, Sandiford here. And so I'd love to see Jeremiah really just get stronger, put on that weight, hit the weight room. And I think he could afford to do that without losing a step even, honestly. So there you go. But that's my evaluation of Jeremiah. Cody, what do you think of that? And what is yours? Yeah, so Jeremiah, I mean, look, he obviously graded high enough for me, for our average to have him at the lead here. I mean, he was he was number one by almost two whole points here. So, you know, I think that that speaks volume to how highly, I mean, obviously you thought of him, but also how highly I thought of him as well. You know, and I, I have to agree with a lot of the same strengths here, you know, you have his play recognition at a nine. I have it at an 8.9. You have his agility at an 8.7. I have it at an 8.8, .8. you know? So we got some crazy eights here and we got a guy who just understands the game of football very well. But, you know, I think that, you know, it, this was something that I, I complimented Eli on and it's something that I praised Rocky on. But I think that his understanding is coupled very, very well with his finesse and agility and hands to just really make him such a headache to game plan against. I mean, there's those plays that you referenced where he's literally just that so ravening himself into the back into the backfield and making plays. And, you know, his hands are, are very quick. I think that, you know, he has vice grips that make sure that uh, ball carriers don't get away. And, uh, you know, I think that his hands, while they're fast, I think they're powerful. I think that initial pop he gets on someone completely moves their shoulders, throws off their center line. And from that point, you know, Jeremiah is in control to basically do what he needs to do from that point, throw in a swim, throw in a rip, uh, throw in some moves here and there and uh, get into that backfield, you know, run stopping wise, like coach V was talking about, he maneuvers the field very, very well. He can make plays laterally across the entire line of scrimmage, which is crazy in a testament to both his athleticism as well as just how well he reads the backfield and tailbacks and knows what their tendencies are and continues to make a play off of that. I think that, you know, with his hands at an 8-7 and, you know, with his run stopping at an 8-4, uh, he, he pairs those very nicely with a pass rush that's very lethal, you know, that speed rush out of an 8-5 and being able to get skinny, get through those gaps and uh, just get pressure on the quarterback is very, very important. Now, you know, he has some other eights here. Uh, his frame at 6'1", 280, I have at an 8.4. You know, he's the shortest guy on this list, but he's also listed as the heaviest guy on this list, which, you know, I think is more realistic towards a Division One college football player kind of look here. And then, you know, I think tackling, he's sound. He's pretty fundamentally sound tackling. Sometimes he does arm tackle, but that's pretty rare. And then, you know, his hit power, 8.2. I think that... You know, especially if he's working laterally across the line of scrimmage, he will. I'm surprised that there are helmets that stay on as often as they do with some of the hits that he delivers on his film, just getting underneath and getting that real nice pop there. And, you know, I think that as far as things that he needs to improve on, Coach V and I both agree that it is power slash strength and power rush, just a little bit different in how much we think he needs to work on it. I have his power slash strength at a 7.7 and his power rush itself rated at a 7.8 and 
There are just some plays where I think that centers or guards do get a really good push on him and actually send him backwards. And that's just a little concerning. And so I think that, you know, some strength work will go a long ways with that. Now, he does recover these with his agility and with his run stopping. He does take the right angle. He does get to the play. But I would prefer if he just doesn't get blown off the line of scrimmage at all. But, uh, you know, I don't think that it's the worst thing in the world. But, you know, I just he, he reads very, very quickly. He's a speed reader when it comes to recognizing plays he can seriously lay the wood when making contact and you know people don't break tackles of his he's got powerful hands he could improve the speed but uh you know i also think that he there's also definitely room to add a true bull rush to his bag i i just don't think that the bull rushes that he's committed mm, that there's just there's something about that there, I don't feel the surprise of the lineman from it, and I think that that is the tell of a true bull rush is that lineman is just not even on their heels. They are off their heels, and that's their that's their issue, right, is that they are just completely backwards and they have lost already. So I think that, you know, he has the hand strength to pull that off, that initial pop, he has that going for him, and then he just really needs to get that drive going as well. But, you know, I think he wins through, you know, his leg strength uh, quite, you know, often. But, uh, you know, using the hands at the full extension is, you know, something that I think he does well, but could even improve at at the same time. But, you know, he's very athletic at his size and, you know, he's somebody who can work across multiple blocks and athletically just moves around the field very, very well. You know, with these categories at power strength, 7-7, seven, seven, play rec, 8-9, agility, 8-8, eight, eight, run stopping, 8-4, speed rush, 8-5, power rush, 7-8, hands extension, 8-7, tackling, 8-5, hit power, 8-2 frame 8.4 that puts him at an overall grade for me at an 83.9 here and coach we kind of talked about you know his commitment before the show and uh you know that he that he kind of uh committed pretty quick here also happy for jeremiah here i mean look he is gonna go to a good program here he's gonna do his thing i think uh he's definitely an fcs level player i could have seen him maybe even cracking that group of five power five level uh if he got to play some more some more schools or uh, maybe spend more time in georgia uh i don't know about power five actually now that i'm saying that out loud but i think for sure group of five he could have rostered on a lot of those teams and uh, he's a really interesting player because he's definitely the shortest one on this list but he moves the best he's the smartest he's the most well-rounded and all that great stuff and so it'll be interesting to see you know if they're going to play him at dt which i think there's a lot of upside if they do for a dt to move this quick and fast and all that great stuff is always a plus you know it always gives your defense a little bit of an edge but i could also see him play maybe some edge rusher they ask him to uh get back down to 270 he would be a little bit shorter but I could see it as well being a good fit, though. So we'll see what happens. But uh, there's no doubt that he is this level type of player. And honestly, if he didn't commit super soon here, I really could have seen Coach Lamb at Northern Colorado being very happy coming down and offering him a full ride and having him in Greeley, honestly. So uh, I'm just going to throw that out there because I think that's how good of a football player he is. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that you obviously do have a lot of versatility and he's just really skilled. He's a very skilled football player. And, you know, 
there's something about being the number one guy that makes you pop out, right? I mean, obviously, he's very good at a lot of things. But when you just look at his combination of agility, speed, and hand fighting, it's very unique in this group. And it does set him apart. And it does put him at the number one spot here. And Coach V, if there's nothing else to to add on for you, I, I think I could do a quick recap of our list here. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead and do that and uh, close the show here. Absolutely. So the top five interior defensive lineman in the class of 2023 as brought to you by playmakers corner is as follows at number five we have the arapaho warriors contribution here in matt green who's committed to unlv we have the columbine rebels contribution here in rocky shields who is committed to washington state we got a valor christian contribution here in brody that is committed to University of Northern Colorado, Yunko, as some may call it, Sco Bears. And then we got at the number two spot, Eli Krawchuk here out of Summit High School, the 3A appearance on this list, who is going to go to Mines and be a heck of an engineer. And the number one interior defensive lineman goes to Jeremiah Sandiford here, committed to Tennessee Tech University, hoping to make a big impact on that program much like these other guys at their programs. And we wish them best of luck and hope that they want to interview. And if you want to hear their interviews or any other interviews or episodes in general, be sure to follow us, like us, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. And, you know, feel free to check us out on YouTube as well and subscribe there where you can check out all of these episodes and much more content, such as other top five lists. We have recaps from the whole year. We have program previews. We're going to have women's college flag football content coming up as well so plenty of content coming your way via playmakers corner on those outlets to listen or view we are also hoping to get twitch streams going again sometime here soon so make sure to find us on twitch playmakers corner and follow us on all those and if you need to be pointed in the right direction or receive announcements about that make sure to find us on social media we are on facebook twitter instagram especially and so you know we make posts for all of our new episodes so go ahead and follow us there go and like those posts interact with the posts you know let's see some comments go ahead and support your boys if you know you see them make the list make sure you shout them out and direct them our way and uh let's make sure that we get some of these interviews crack a lack in here but uh you know you could support us in all those ways make sure to find us on tiktok where you know we have some clips of these dudes making plays and you know some of our audio previewing it for that quick little blurb putting on the episode as well as you know a bunch of other stuff that goes on our tiktok as well so make sure to find all of us through all those different avenues once again to listen to any more content spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, anchor you got youtube as well and then you know to follow us and interact with our social media be sure to find us on instagram twitter facebook and tiktok coach v am i missing anything else here other than um saying the wrong things and making you go back and edit something that the audience will never hear now once i just keep it all in but uh no (laughs) but no we're we're all good here uh hey thank you so much for rocking with us show us some love also we got quarterbacks last here that should be a lot of fun yeah it should be really good there might be some controversy go throw that out there right now so there you go but it should be really good 
and you know our women's flag football stuff will i think the first episode will actually already be out by the time this episode is out it would have released on wednesday i believe so uh go ahead and check it out you know a lot of great athletes and hopefully trying to get some of our colorado uh athletes into those ranks as well but uh i have been one of your co-hosts simon villanos aka coach v and i am your other co-host cody stoffer and we will see you outside of the trenches next week adios